Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. All right, our next segment is in the trenches where we give real world examples. And we're going to use um, some probably some big brand examples here. Again, just so you guys can really understand and internalize this. Please don't look at the big brand examples again and think there's no possible way I can do this. Anybody can do this. This is why we want you guys to think about this because it is a philosophy. It's not exactly what you go do. You're not going to do it exactly how the big brands do it. But if you adopt a philosophy, you're going to find ways of being able to take this big brand thinking, if you will, and distill it down into ways that you're going to be able to really make a huge impact for your business. Our first in the trenches question, I see how you build brand love for products, but how does it work for B2B? April, you want to take this one? Sure. And I would say the same way. The target's just different. So Anne went through the tongue twister to say client, consumer, customer, how many times? And I know. And we normally don't do that, but I feel like people (laughs) need to hear that in this episode, right? They just need to hear that it's all of those things. Yes. But here, right, we're probably talking more in terms of your client or customer in the B2B space versus the consumer of the product that you're selling. But this is really the main difference, which means there really is very little difference and the process applies. And on, you know, just to add emphasis, this actually can be an immediate differentiator for you because many businesses in the B2B space don't feel like brand is important, let alone going as far as to make these brand love connections and all the work that it entails in order to do that. Mm -hmm. They just don't believe that the payoff is there and they don't necessarily understand how to get there. Right. Right. So. Let us use an example for us again. So we sell to our customers marketing savvy. And I mentioned this before, but I'll talk a little bit more about it here, is we deliver on this not only by doing the work, which Ann talked about the point of talking in terms of deliverables. This is what you get, right? This is the product, essentially, that we're going to give you. But here we're talking much more service-based, which is more of a B2B term overall. And here we're offering to teach. So a lot of what we saw early on and a lot of the reason we went into this business individually and then together is to be able to serve less savvy customers that know the importance of marketing and branding in theory, but feel really nervous about it because they believe it's a black box and Mm -hmm. they either don't even know how to get started or they don't trust that someone's not going to pull a fast one on them or they just think that there's no way they have the investment needed again to that time, money, or team to be able to do it. But we spend a lot of time actually educating, explaining what we're doing, why we're doing it this way. And then ultimately, if they want it, we will give the tools to be able to do it on their own if that is the way they choose to go. And this really is that on-demand nature of our business. It's meeting our clients where they are and giving them what they need, not what product we at Fourth Rate People want to sell to them. And really, this is a differentiator from other agencies because what tends to happen is they won't share this information because they want their clients to be reliant on them. And Mm -hmm. this is really where some of that angst comes from is, well, I don't want to feel stupid, first of all, but also 
I'd like to be able to do this on our own or we can't afford to always do this with an agency and the inability to be able to get from point A to point B because the agency keeps it kind of behind the curtain, so to speak, and doesn't educate and explain on how to get it done. And so our intent is not to do that, but it is a major differentiator for us. And this is where we build a brand love connection because we are creating tangible value at every turn and we are respecting the business, we're respecting the clients, and we're empowering them to be able to do this work on their own. And you can't put a price on that, and you can't typically buy that from other agencies. Yeah, and I think that that last point is like it is such a good, good one. And a lot of, especially service-based businesses um, in the B2B range, forget about that piece. Like they want to really like focus on the fact that they're the smartest you know, uh-huh. in the group where they had the most talented people out there. Mm-hmm. They want to focus on the fact that they give like the best customer service out there. They want to focus on the fact that, um, you know, they have all these other clients that they've done work for, right? All of that, again, is table stakes. Yep. Like your competition can say the exact same thing. Yep. So if you were to assume that everybody else can do that too, because everybody else has smart people, everybody else gives good customer service. Other people have worked with like other, you know, big brands or notable brands. What else are you going to do in order to make that human's life on the other end much easier? Yep. And that takes some work to kind of go figure out. You have to do a little bit of research to, to uncover, hey, what really like is a big tension point for my potential client? Like, What could I do in order to make their lives easier? What me and April figured out was we can make them to teach them marketing. Yeah. Our biggest compliment walking out of work is, dang, they do fantastic work, and I actually know why. Yeah. Right. That's what we want people to say about that. Not just, oh, I think we got good work. I think it turned out okay. I mean, um, I I got the things. We got the things. You know, I guess it was fine. Right. So that is what you need to think about for your own business, too. That takes it up the the next level. That's what creates tangible value. And that you can charge for. Yeah. Um, And that is a premium. Yeah. And because people are going to really appreciate the way that you're doing the work, not just the work that you're doing. Yep, exactly. Our second in the trenches question, what are the biggest mistakes you see people make in trying to form brand love connections? April, I'll let you take that one too. Yeah, (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll throw in a couple as we go, but. (laughs) All right. So I have a whole list here. Um, Number one is they try too hard. And this is kind of to that point we're making and Ann just emphasized around the other agencies is trying to push off your expertise, being salesy, not being forthcoming with how the work gets done. It really comes across overly promotional and really inauthentic. And so it makes it really hard to make that strong emotional connection because people are feeling on their heels like they're having to react and they just get the sense in their gut really that it is not the right fit because it's too overwhelming in the pressure. The second one is trying to be like someone else. So we've talked a lot about differentiation and using brand love as differentiation throughout this episode. When you don't do that and you take someone else's super highway, as Ann said, and try to make it your own, that does not work out well for anyone we've seen because as much as you might look similar to someone else from the outside, you aren't them. So you, it's the same same thing's true with a company, right? You can't be them. You can't mirror and mimic them because you don't know all the things about being part of their organization. So don't try to just be like somebody else in the space and think you can shortchange the process by operating that way. Yeah, it's the opposite of differentiation, yeah, opposite. by the way. 
Um, baiting and switching, and this is where I've seen things be promised, and then what actually comes out is not that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish that this was few and far between. It's not. I think that because there isn't always a ton of transparency, there's this feeling of, well, we can say this, but actually deliver something else, and nobody will know the difference, and mm-hmm. that's actually not true. And so this is a really bad business practice, but also you're not going to, again, form that authentic relationship and connection. And then next, when it comes to building brand love, it's like a relationship, right? And a relationship takes time to develop. And so I think another tendency is to pretend we're BFFs from the beginning, mm-hmm. right? When you you basically – I've seen it where – Brands or companies or businesses talk at people instead of engaging them and having a conversation and thinking that that's going to build some type of affinity and strong relationship and all that brand love over time. And that's just not going to happen because that's not how we operate as human beings in total. And then I think the last thing is not doing the hard work to actually build the brand from the foundation up and do all the work that we've talked about throughout this episode. So starting with uncovering really how you're going to be different from the competition, but even more importantly or or more in the direction of building that brand love is making sure that you really have uncovered a true angst for your consumer, client, customer, and being honest with yourself about whether you actually have that. I, I remember... So many times in agency life where it would be like, that's an insight, that's an insight, that's an insight. And I'm like, number one, you typically get one big insight (laughs) per audience. Those are observations. Those are not true insights. That's not actually where that angst point is coming from. And we better keep digging or it's going to come off flat, right? And so it's all of those things. And then also then building the consistency of the brand voice, the right messaging for the customer at the end of the day, making sure that you're continuing to deliver on that and continuing to build strengthen that relationship. It's not actually as hard or as much work as people think that it is if you follow the right process and do the right work from the beginning, because then you have all the what to do's set versus trying to undo the what not to do's that you've done along the way. And it sets you up for success over time. But again, I think that people just want to jump the gun and put something out there and think that people are just going to come. And that's not the way it works. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest uh, lesson to learn, too, is that building brand love takes time. Yeah. Um, it really does. It is a courting kind of relationship. It, it's, it, you know, you, and you want to build it from that standpoint and, and have the mentality of that because as soon as you try to shortcut it, all these things kind of come into play. You, people feel like you're trying too hard. People feel like you're 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 just acting like somebody else. So. It takes some time to build that authentic relationship with folks. It doesn't necessarily need to take years and years and years. Sure. But the sooner you start it, the sooner you can cultivate it. And and the important part about it, of this, too, is being consistent yep. with the way that you show up so that people learn what to expect from you. Right. And then one of our also favorites um, that we talk about here as well is that you need to make it more about what they need for them versus what you want to necessarily give them or what you, yeah, what you want them to know about you. Okay. So think about it from that standpoint of like, you want somebody to like you. So therefore you need to learn more about them and how the connection is going to work well versus just like a big smattering of like, you know, you need to like me because of this. You need to like me because of this. I mean, we've all, I mean, God, I've been on dates like that and I'm just like, Oh my Lord. You know? So, um, that is really, really important is that you, even though, you know, brand love feels like 
very like it's everybody's like when we say love everybody feels like oh i need to have like this passionate emotional feeling about it these emotions aren't necessarily although a lot of times they do come like i love that brand i love that brand but it's these words are are like you know the trust the confidence like those are the emotions mm-hmm. that you're going for so think about that in a broader scope too um and don't just think oh brand love like what nobody's going to love an accountant so why should i even try kind of thing they're going to love what you do for them mm-hmm. all right they're going to love how you do the work they're going to love how they feel as a result of the work that you do think about that still need help in growing your marketing smarts contact us through our website forthright-people.com We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.